0: Hello, and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in chapter 19 of Revelation, and uh, before we go and start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you for this time, and thank you for your word. I thank you for the way that you've spoken to us throughout this journey and I just pray, Father, for these last few chapters that we would truly hear your voice, that I wouldn't get caught up in events, but that I'd get caught up in your word and your message and your understanding. So, Lord, I pray as we read, I just pray that we would hear from you, that you, Holy Spirit, would speak to our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, and that we would understand much more about you, that we would grow closer to you, and that would bring you honor and glory with our lives, that we would learn to love you with our whole being, and love others as ourselves. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So chapter 19 is kind of getting some culminating events occur, occurring, and it was easy for me. I struggled with this today, trying to figure out what to say, and what to read, and what to go through because it's easy for me to sit there and say start talking about the battles and everything else, but I had to again move away from all of the symbolisms and everything else and just leave it for God to to show me what I should what what I should focus on because what's right for my heart what He wants me to take away not necessar- necessarily as a history major which I am and thinking about, oh, this event, this event, that event, these people fighting, these people not. Um, Instead, it's what does, what should I take away? What is the important part for my heart and my spirit? So with that, let's go ahead and get started. Chapter 19, verse 1. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And again they shouted, Hallelujah! The smoke from her goes up for ever and ever. The twenty four elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God, who was seated on the throne. And they cried, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne, saying, Praise our God, all you, his servants, you who fear him, both great and small. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting, Hallelujah, for our God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready, fine linen, bright and clean, was given, given her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people." So I just want to stop there for a second and think about, again, something that we've seen throughout the entire reading of Revelation. We see God being praised, worshipped, and honored constantly in heaven. It's not something that happens one time or once a day, or five times a day. It doesn't happen at certain periods of the day. It happens all the time. People are thr- are thrilled to be in his presence. They recognize who he is, what he is, and they're thrilled to say thank you and to worship him. Verse 9. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb, And he added, these are the true words of God. At this I fell fell at his feet to worship him, but he said to me, don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. Verse 11. I saw heaven standing open, and there before me white and clean coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which he with which to strike down the nations he will rule them with an iron scepter he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of god almighty on his robe and on his thigh he has this name written king of king and lord of lords and i saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in mid air. Come, gather together for the great supper of God, so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty, of horses and their riders, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse and his army. But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet, who had performed the signs on its behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped its image. The two of them were thrown alive into the fiery lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse, and all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. So, what do I take from that? I could talk about... The destruction of people with God's word, the sword of sword coming out of the mouth. I could talk about all those pieces, and I tried to, but it just didn't work for me. Instead, it was A. W. Tozer who touched my heart as I was reading and reviewing. And he focuses on chapter or verse six, where it says, Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters, and like loud peals of thunder shouting. Hallelujah for our God, our Lord God almighty reigns. Tozer writes, out of a shining jewel case of luminous text on the omnipotence of God, and there are many I have chosen four. To Abraham, then called Abram, God said, I am God almighty. Our Lord Jesus said positively, with God all things are possible. And the angel who appeared to Mary, turned it around and said it negatively, for no word from God, will ever fail. Finally, we hear the voice of the great multitude. Hallelujah, for our Lord God Almighty reigns. I suppose the first thing to do would be to define omnipotence. It comes, of course, from omni, meaning all, and potent, meaning able to do and have power. And so omnipotent means able to do all and to have all power. It means having all the potency there is. Then we come to a second word, Almighty, which is also in one of these scripture pas- passages. Now that means exactly the same thing and is omnipotent. Only it is from the Anglo-Saxon, while Im- omnipotent is from the Latin. In the Bible, the word Almighty is used fifty-six times and is never used about anyone else but God. In our English word or our English Bible, the word omnipotent is never used. One- is only used once, and it refers to God. And there's a reason for this. Almighty means having an infinite and absolute plenitude of power. When you use the words infinite and absolute, you can only be talking about one person, God. So, out of this, out of all of this reading for this chapter, let's think about, or I need to think about, Almighty God. I need to think about the praise that he receives all the time. I then think about how Paul says to pray without ceasing. And shouldn't I, when I I walk through my life, think about God on a regular basis constantly? Shouldn't I live a life that's pleasing to him? And shouldn't I think about, how can I please God? Because he is almighty, and the only one that you can ever refer to as almighty is God no armies can stand against him no problems no kings no people can stand against him he has his plan he's working his plan but part of his plan is to is our well-being he loves us he wants what's best for us so when i look at my problems i look at my concerns my issues of the day they pale when i think about a god who has all power a god who tells me to call him abba father And if I can really relate that and believe that he wants me to be be his child, then to rest in his arms and to love him with who all that I am is made that much easier. And that's what I'm really trying to take. That's what I'm taking away from chapter 19. Is that God is all, is the God Almighty. He has all power. He has all control. I'm part of his... Bride for the for the lamb. And he loves me and wants what's best. As everything in, that's tumultuous all over the world occurs, I will be one of those people who will call and sing him and give him praise. Because those who fear him, both great and small, I'm one of them. So thank you, Father. And let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for today, and thank you for your word. I'm grateful for who you are and your message. You are almighty, and I just pray that I would learn what that truly means, that I would understand that embrace you as you truly deserve, that I would love you with my whole being, and I'd love others as myself. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God.